courtroom door opened. There was a pause before a wheelchair arrived, pushed by a uniformed nurse. Lottie couldn't help but stare, much as she wanted to look away. She felt a shameful wave of nausea, wishing her reaction wasn't so unkind. No human being should ever feel that others couldn't tolerate the sight of them. The chair was pushed to a halt below the witness box, where the jury could see Edward Bloxham clearly. There were audible intakes of breath from around her. Lottie pushed her nails into her palms to keep from making such a noise herself. It was a wonder that Edward Bloxham had survived the attack. One side of his head was caved in. You could fit half an orange into the dip in his skull. Below the area where the blow had been struck, his eye had dropped and his mouth was turned down. Slumped over in his chair, there was no hiding the fact that he was drooling and that his hands were shaking uncontrollably on his lap. Eventually, Lottie looked away, finding that many of the heads in the jury row below her had turned their attention to the back of the room. Maria Bloxham wasn't looking at her husband. Instead, she was staring towards the courtroom egress. Perhaps, Lottie thought, the defendant recognised that the egress to the outside world might soon be closed to her forever. Whatever she was thinking, Mrs. Bloxham was good at hiding it. Or perhaps she naturally had a cold personality. Had that made it easier when she tried to kill him, Lottie wondered, looking back at Edward Bloxham. Miss Pascal picked up a sheet of paper from her file and began to read. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I'm going to read you a statement. The defence does not dispute the facts contained in it. It is from a consultant neurologist, Dr. Mance, from the Bristol Brain Centre at Southmead Hospital. It states as follows. Edward Bloxham suffered a blow to the head causing severe hemorrhaging and loss of tissue to the parietal lobe. This is the area of the brain at the rear of the skull and processes sensory information, as well as interpreting visual information and performing language and mathematical functions. These functions are now severely impaired. In addition, his vision has been substantially reduced and he has been rendered incapable of speech. Other vital organ functions have not been affected, although there has been reduced response to brain stimuli testing. He will not recover to any greater extent than he already has.